0: Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Dimebacks podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to Miller Thomas right now, host of this wonderful podcast. You can go check out all my latest work from my photos, my graphic design to my articles and my packages on my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. So go on there if you want to see all my latest work and see what I've been up to recently. As always, we got a packed show for you guys today. For segment number 1, we're going to be talking about Cole Calhoun. As we continue our Spotlight Player series, we'll look we'll take a look at his 2019 MLB season with the Los Angeles Angels and then we'll take a look at his 2020 MLB uh, regular season and see what he can do and provide for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then for segment number two today, it's Fastball Friday, so I'm be bringing the heat. I'll give, uh, give you guys some hot takes, even though I don't think they're hot takes. These are my real opinions, and I'll let you guys decide what you think about them. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked On Dimebacks is listened to by ninety-eight percent men and eighty percent between the ages of eighteen to forty-four. So if you want to reach men between eighteen and forty-four, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at, at gmail.com to find out more. Now for segment number one today, we're gonna get into a little Cole Calhoun talk. Cole Calhoun would just sign this off season. Uh, by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Of course, they signed him for a two-year, sixteen million dollar deal. Another bargain contract by Mike Hazen. Uh, I just love that deal, honestly. If you take a look at it, uh, two years, sixteen million is not a lot for a guy like Cole Calhoun. That's less than ten million a year. I was able to do that math in my head. Uh, when you just <laughs> look at the Arizona Diamondbacks, they only have one position player. Making over 10 million a year—that is Starling Marte—and only one pitcher making over 10 million a year—that is Madison Bumgarner. So a guy like Cole Calhoun is uh, for two years, 16 million. That is just a bargain deal. Uh, last year with the Anaheim Angels, he hit 233, with 33 home runs, and back in 2015, he was actually a Gold Glove winner in case you didn't know. So kind of like Starling Marte, I think he won it in 2015 also, if I'm not mistaken. So they were actually the NL and AL uh, Gold Glove outfielders in the same year, now they're both on the same team with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I think they're going to be providing a lot of the same value, just in different ways. Cole Calhoun, he's, he's not a guy that's going to give you a big-time batting average. If you look at it through the seasons, uh, last year, as I mentioned, He batted 33 with the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is not the best. And he's only a career 249 hitter. If we just take a look through the years, 272 says career best in, in terms of uh, seasons where he's played at least 125 games. 272 is his career best. He had another season where he batted 271. But other than that, it's either 250 or below. So you hope he can come back to that 270 range and really provide some consistent uh, production from your outfield position, your corner outfield position. Hopefully, he can hit for a better average. He can put balls in play. He's a he's a power hitter for sure. He had some seasons where he had a he had a season where he hit 26 bombs. He's been above. Uh, he's had a couple. Uh, he's had a pair of seasons where he's batted 19 home runs. Another he hit 18 home runs. So he's usually in that 18 to 25 home run range. Where with the uh, last year looking like an outlier season with the 33, but who knows. I mean, obviously, uh, if you take a look at his age, he was 31 last season. So another year of age under his belt, he's going to be 32 with the Arizona Dimebacks. So you don't know if he's going to continue to progress. You wouldn't think so being 32 years old. But 33 home runs the last season at age 31. That's pretty good. Let's see if he can continue to build on that power, maybe stay consistent with that. If he could do another 30 home run campaign, I know the Arizona Dimebacks will Be very grateful for that. He's not a speedster, though. He's not going to give you a lot of production on the base paths. He's a smart base runner, but he's not going to get more scoring opportunities than the next person, unless that guy's, you know, really slow or can't run the bases. He's not gonna be like Starling Marte who could swipe you 20 bags in a season. He's gonna be more of a power guy. Try to uh, drive guys home. Try to produce runs in that way. He had 74 ribbies last season, and he actually scored 92 runs himself. So he knows how to score runs, and he could definitely bring some guys home. Some interesting tidbits when you look at his numbers from last season. Uh, in games that he won last year, he batted 281. Then in losses, he batted 181. That is a 100-point difference in, in, in games you win and lose. And that's the kind of player Cole Calhoun is. When you are winning games, he's making a big impact. He's putting the ball in play. He's hitting the ball over the fence, and he's driving guys home. He's making uh gold glove plays in the outfield, and he's playing phenomenal defense. But in those days when you lose, you could point to him. You could say, hey, Cole Calhoun, you didn't step up today. Uh, you, you didn't do your part, and that, that's something he's going to need to improve on. You want to see more consistency from Cole Calhoun. And one thing that I did mention about Cole Calhoun that I think is pretty interesting that I actually just found out today, it's actually a shame that I didn't know this earlier because I am currently an ARIES ASU student. I attend the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, and I did not know. I was being a bad journalist. I did not know Cole Calhoun is actually from Arizona, he's from Buckeye, Arizona, and actually attended ASU himself, so I should be ashamed of myself, shame, shame, yes, I should be ashamed of myself, those were the people in the background screaming shame, and I just need to do a better job of looking into that, but that's pretty crazy that he is from ASU, he was an 8th rounder drafted by the Angels from ASU. But I, th- I think maybe coming back home could uh, provide some stability for him, and maybe he will build off last season. Uh, and I think he will build off last season. I think last season, if he does stay with the 30 home run campaign, that'll be great production. We just want to see that batting average raise. I think he's going to give you solid defensive uh, defensive awareness in the outfield. Give you that defensive, he'll give you de- defensive stability. I think a lot of the guys on the Arizona Diamondbacks do that. He is a former Gold Glove winner, as I said, standing next to, he's going to be roaming the outfield with another former Gold Glove winner, Starling Marte. And the Diamondbacks just have Gold Glove winners all over the outfield, or not over the outfield, just all over the diamond. I mean, look at Nick Nick Ahmed, another Gold Glove winner. So the Diamondbacks are really stacked in the defensive department. Another area where Cole Canhoun can definitely improve in, though, is his uh, splits when he's ahead in the count and behind the count because he batted 341 and 18 home runs when he was ahead in the count and only 181 with three bombs when he was behind in the count. So if he can get more consistency in that production as well. So these are the things that he needs to work on. He needs to be better in wins, and he needs to be better... Uh, when he's not ahead in the count, when he's behind in the count. If he can improve in those two aspects of the game, we just need to see more consistency. A two thirty three batting average is just way too low. Obviously, the contract is a bargain, but if we could see that batting average raise... Probably about, I would say, 35 percentage points. We just need uh, need him to get back to that two set, uh, 270 batting average. I think that's the golden area of where he needs to be. Now, you guys are going to want to stay tuned because it's Fastball Fridays. So I'm going to be bringing the heat today with my takes and some uh, controversial takes, if you think so. But I never think so because these are my real opinions. But you're going to want to stay tuned for these hot takes after this. Quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Diamondback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Back fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word, advertising. To 3 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com dot com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to three three seven 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 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are back for segment number two today because it is Fastball Friday, so I'm be bringing the heat, rattling off some takes that I got for the upcoming season. As I rattle off some takes every week as I deem necessary, I might change this up, get talk about something else every now and then, but today I'm going to just rattle off some more takes that I have and some predictions that I have for the 2020 MLB regular season. Let's start it off. Number one, I think Eduardo Escobar will be in the home run derby and finish top three. That is right. People think Eduardo Escobar might be in for some regression. I mean, he's never hit 35 home runs in a season. He's never had a 30 home run campaign in a season before. Last year was his first time, but if you take a look at the numbers, he's improved in the power department consistently the last uh, three seasons. He's gotten better and better every year in the home run department, hitting more and more until last year, culminated with the 35 home run. So I think this year, I think he might be, by the end of the year, I think a finish with maybe 38-41 to 41, the way his trajectory has been. But I think during the All-Star break, we will see Eduardo Escobar representing the Arizona Diamondbacks in the Home Run Derby. I think he will go pretty far, and I think he will finish top three. I don't know who that's going to be against. Maybe Vlad Guerrero Jr. Maybe Bryce Harper wants to get back in it. Who knows? But I think Eduardo Escobar will be top three in the Home Run Derby. Number two, I think Alex Young will get the final spot in the rotation. I believe he was going to be possibly the odd man out. Uh, but thanks to that Mike Leak injury, uh, I feel bad for the guy. No one likes to see a fractured wrist before the start of the season. He still might make it back in time for the start of the regular season. But right now, I think Alex Young is going to be that last guy to get in. He's only 25 years old. Uh, had less than 20 starts under his belt last year, but had a sub 360 year array. Was pretty good, uh, was pretty solid, only he doesn't have a lot of MOB experience. So it's pretty good for what he did last season. And I think this injury is just going to open up a new door for him. I think the Diamondbacks want to have a pretty young rotation behind Madison Bumgarner. I think that all these young guys are going to look up to Mad Bum. And I think Alex Young is just going to be right in line with that. I could see him coming in as the fourth or fifth starter. I got Madison Bumgarner. I got uh, Luke Weaver, Zach Allen, Robbie Ray. Those are all probably locks for me. So I think if I could have uh, Alex Young come in as that number five uh, pitcher, I think that's gonna really round out my rotation, make it pretty solid, uh, pretty solid, pretty strong, and give me some great depth. Number three, I think Robbie Ray gets moved at the trade deadline. Robbie Ray, I always talk about him. He's been regressing the last couple seasons after that All-Star campaign. But I think he is in for a bounce-back campaign. I think he will have a slight bounce-back season. I think he'll be in that 3-7 to 3-8 range in terms of ERA. And I think at the deadline, the Diamondbacks might look to move him. I think they might see something on the market that they like. I think they might there might be something of need that they need on the team, you know. You might have some players struggling. A lot of people think the Dimebacks are going to regress anyway in terms of some of their players who played a little bit over their heads last season. There are just so many guys on the Dimebacks who have not a lot of experience but really played over their heads uh, and played pretty well last season. So a lot of guys on the team that people think can regress. And uh, Robbie Ray is one of those guys that if those players are regressing – he might be the one to be moved so we can make that upgrade so the Diamondbacks can make that upgrade. And he is—he could be a hot commodity for how young he still is, only 27, 28 years old, still a controllable contract. So he could be a, a guy that's on the move at the trade deadline. Here's the next one. I think the outfield will combine for at least 90 home runs in the upcoming season. Uh, we know David Peralta, he ha- he has a couple campaigns where he has 30-plus home runs. They got Cal uh, Cole Calhoun coming off a 30-home run campaign himself. And then Starling Marte's never had a 30-home run season. But he has multiple seasons of uh, 20 home runs or more. So 30 plus 30 plus 20. That is 80 home runs right there. But then we tack on, I think, because I believe Cole Calhoun's going to be right around where he had last year. So if he gets you, like, 33 and then Sarling Marte gets you, you know, 27 or something, and the David Peralta maybe steps up with 33, that's still only, what, 89 home runs. But I do think they will get to 90 home runs by the end of the season. I think uh, they're, they're going to be in for a hot ride. I've been predicting all year that the Arizona Dimebacks are going to be one of the best home run hitting teams in baseball, and I think a lot of it will come from their outfield production. I think the Diamondbacks will call up one of their top prospects. I think they will dip into that farm system this season. I think there could be someone uh, that gets injured or someone who's just not performing. I mean, like I said again, with so many guys who who you think can regress, I think the Diamondbacks might startly uh, start to finally look at their farm system, possibly bring someone up. I think it'll probably be an infielder or an outfielder. Um, there's some guys on this team who's who they're, they're, they're not old, but they're not spring chickens at the same time. Some guys are around 30, 31, 29. So they're not old, but they're they're not young either. And then you got some guys entering free agency as well. So you might want to call up your young guy just to see what he looks like, just in case – he might need a step up next year for you in case some of those guys depart in free agency. And then the next one, I think Archie Bradley will not be the closer by the end of season. Archie Bradley had that one phenomenal year where he had like a 1.7 year A or something. He was solid last year, but a little up and down. You, you weren't always sure what you are going to get out of Archie Bradley, and I think that could come back to bite him this year. I don't think he'll be the closer by the end of the year. I think if you look at someone like Johan Lopez, he could really step up and be the closer by the end of the season. Or who knows, maybe you trade Robbie Ray, and then you try and go out and get that closer for you. But I think when you take a look at the end of the season, Archie Bradley will not be uh will not be in the ninth inning closing games. And he might not even be on the roster. You're gonna wanna stay tuned for that because I think he's also gonna be a hot commodity and a hot trade, uh, trading asset for the Arizona Dimebacks. Come the trade deadline. Now I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today because that is the end of our fastball Friday and today's podcast. That is the last podcast of the week so thank you everyone again for listening and if you're a company interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44 your company should be sponsoring this podcast locked on Backs is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44 so if you want men between 18 and 44 this is your spot plus our rates plus our rates are the most reasonable around Email me at LockedOnDinebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Back on again next week with a full a week of podcasts. We're going to be continuing our Spotlight Player Series. Don't know who we're going to do on Monday yet, but you're, going to, but you're going to want to tune in. And it's going to be muted Monday, so you guys are definitely going to want to hear that. Thanks again for listening, and peace.